So the question is, how do busy dads get into great shape with limited time, space, and equipment, all while enjoying the process and without sacrificing family time? If you want to know the secrets to dialing in your nutrition, being consistent, and staying motivated to achieve your fitness goals once and for all, then this is the podcast for you. I'm Kevin Torres, and this is the Dad Bod Wad Podcast. All right, my friends, welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Kevin Torres, and I'm all about helping new or soon-to-be dads get into amazing shape without sacrificing family time, because I know all too well what it's like to be in the throes of early fatherhood, to have all of those demands on your time, pulling for your attention, pulling for every single bit of spare time that you have, and the things that you love to do tend to fall by the wayside, right? Especially prioritizing your own health and fitness, let alone the things that you like, you know, like let alone your hobbies. Um, And so whether your wife is currently pregnant or you have an infant at home or a toddler, or maybe they're a little older, there's a good chance that you've stopped focusing on your own health and fitness, right? In order to prioritize others and suddenly you have the dreaded dad bod, or maybe not so suddenly, maybe it's something you've dealt with for a long time. But I'm here to tell you, you don't need 15 minutes commuting to the gym, 15 minutes commuting back, an hour, 90 minutes there. You don't need like a total of two hours of exercise. You don't need to master fancy equipment or rigid meal plans. What you do need is 15 minutes a day of working out, followed by a sensible nutrition guideline, um, and you're going to be good to go, and I promise you'll be in the best shape of your life without it getting in the way of your family time. Uh, you know, and and in fact, you know, it'll, you'll be you'll be serving as a role model, creating a legacy of health and fitness within your family. So, all right, what we're going to be talking about today is: Are you setting the wrong? Expectations. So, if you're listening to this in real time, it's New Year's, right? It's January fourth or fifth or whatever, and you probably have a New Year's resolution. It's probably related to health and fitness. And my question for you is: Are you setting the wrong expectations? Do you have the wrong expectations about your goal? But before we jump into that topic, I just want to remind you: If you haven't already, please head in, head over to Facebook. And hop into our private Facebook community by Googling the Dad Bod Wad private community. You know, go into Facebook and do their little search function, Dad Bod Wad private community. And there you're going to find a group of hundreds of like-minded guys just like you who are also trying to prioritize their health and fitness and create a legacy of health and fitness for their families for generations to come. You can get the motivation you need. You can use it as a workout journal. You can share ideas. Um, You could ask questions, get support. And there you're going to find an amazing community that we've cultivated over time. Also, if you haven't already checked out 10,000 Gear, literally the only shorts that I wear, um, you can get 15% off by going to 10,000.cc and get uh, use code TORRES, T-O-R-R-E-S. And literally, if you go to my Instagram and look at any of my workout videos, every single video there, I'm wearing 10,000 shorts. <clears throat> and now they've moved into a upper, um, you know, into like uh, shirts and long, t- long shirts and, and uh, hoodies and all that stuff. And so slowly... Everything down to my socks and underwear is 10,000. So seriously, one of the best brands out there. Go check them out, 10,000.cc. Use code Torres to save 15%. All righty. So let's jump in to today's episode. And as I mentioned at the top of the show, are you setting the wrong 
expectations. And what do I mean by that? What do I mean by setting the wrong expectations? Well, first of all, let's place things into context. Let's paint a little picture. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's early January right now. So if you're listening to this in real time, there's a good chance that you know, you have a, a New Year's resolution, right? That you have some goal that you're chasing, whether it's to drink less soda, to bring your lunches to work, um, you know, to, to stop smoking, whatever it may be, you probably have a resolution around health and fitness. And the truth of the matter is, whatever, you know, again, statistics, whatever, are, are probably all made up, but whether you look online or wherever you're going to find it, around 80% of New Year's resolution or people who make New Year's resolutions fail at keeping them by February 1st. And then the further along the year it goes, the higher the failure rate, right? So by February 1st, it's already 80% of people have given up on their resolutions. By March, by April, you can imagine it just goes up and up and up so that by December 31st, we're all making the same resolutions again, right? We're all making like this, the, the same resolution that we made last year. I'm going to get in health. I'm going to get healthy. I'm going to get in shape. I'm going to do this. I'm going to stop smoking. I'm going to exercise more, whatever, right? So anyway, if you're in that current mode right now of a New Year's resolutions, first of all, kudos to you. I, I, I'm rooting for you. Um, and a couple of quick things. Are your goals super clear? Are your resolutions super clear? And I say this all the time because there's a huge difference between you saying like, oh yeah, my resolutions this year or my goal is to get into shape or to start dialing in my nutrition or to you know watch what I eat, or to eat more healthy, or to exercise more, right? Those are nice goals. Seriously, you know, I, I commend you for even having that. But those aren't vague, right? They're they're not like those aren't they're they're just like whatever. Like get in get in shape. What does that mean? Get healthy. What does that mean? Eat better. What does that mean? Work out more. What does that mean? It's just like a GPS. A GPS is an amazing tool to get you exactly where you want to go. I remember years ago having map my um, not map map quest and having to print out those directions, and I thought that was like an amazing invent. I mean, it was amazing. I was like, how in the world does it know every single direction? And so when we'd be driving around with friends, we'd be like, all right, turn right here. I thought that was amazing, and it always got us to our destination. And now that they're on our phones, it's even crazier that it could literally take you to a doorstep for you know hundreds of miles away right get in a car plot it put in an address and go but if you just randomly you know if you were going to you know a new city and you wanted to go to the you know um the sports stadium in that city and you just put in like sports arena where might you end up in new york city would you end up at madison square garden where the knicks play would you end up where um, you know, the in in, in in Yankee Stadium in the Bronx where the Yankees play? Would you end up in City Field where the Mets play? Would you wind up out in Jersey where the Giants and the Jets play in Rutherford, right, East Rutherford? Where would you end up? Would you end up where some uh, Little League baseball team plays? Would you end up where, you know, you get the point. Putting in a, a broad or vague sort of destination is going to get you all kinds of varied results and not necessarily the result that you want, right? So again, just saying I want to get healthy doesn't do anything for your GPS. Yes, you might have like some general 
directions, some general, you know, guidelines like, okay, I know what I need to do to get healthy, right? But it's not specific enough for you to get laser focused and really start to see results. Now, if I put in my GPS Yankee Stadium, it's going to give me this step by step by step. And if I, you know, and if I veer off, it'll reroute me to my stadium, right? It'll reroute me to, like you're being rerouted, you know, and it might add a couple of minutes, but I'll still be rerouted. It'll still keep me on track to hitting my goal. It won't just be like, oh, okay, you want to go off course? We'll just pick a new stadium for you. Or you want to go off course? We'll just uh, stop giving you directions, right? It reroutes you every single time. And when you have a super crystal clear goal like that, the same thing happens if you go off course. If you go out one night and you just started to binge and you go off your diet and you're like, oh my God, I'm a terrible human, right? But when you have like a crystal clear goal, you're like, oh, no, 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 I remember why I'm doing this. Or if you wake up not wanting to feel like you, you know, like w wake up not wanting to work out, like, oh, I don't want to get out of bed this morning. Screw it. I'll do it tomorrow. But that crystal goal clears in your mind like, no, you're going to lose 15 pounds by March 1st. No, you're going to look good on a beach when you take your shirt off or you're finally going to have abs this summer. Whatever your goal is, right? You're going to be 180 pounds by, by April. Whatever your goal is, it's going to keep you more motivated the more specific you could be. So that's f the first thing when we're talking about what are our expectations and are we setting the wrong expectations? The other thing, excuse me, the other thing to think about is what kind of expectations are you setting? Because if you have, let's say, 30 pounds to lose, right? And again, there's nothing wrong with the amount of weight you want to lose. If you want to lose 60 pounds, kudos. 70 pounds, amazing. 30 pounds, 20 pounds, 10 pounds, it doesn't matter. But understand the timeline and, uh, and be realistic. So if you have 30 pounds to lose, and you set a resolution in January, like, I'm going to lose 30 pounds by February 1st. Is that realistic? Is that healthy? Is that smart? Like, can you lose 30 pounds by February 1st? Yeah, absolutely you can. By doing, you know, some crazy juice cleanse, some weird water fast, by fasting a lot, by skipping a lot of calories. And in that process, you're also going to catabolize a lot of muscle. Your metabolism is going to slow down. Your body is going to be a wreck. Like, will you be 30 pounds lighter? Will people be like, holy crap, what happened to you? You look sick? Yes, all of that will, will be true. However, come February 1st, when you like eat your first piece of food again, you're, you're going to balloon up. You're going to blow up. You're going to be crazy. On top of that, you're also, your mind is, you're going to be afraid of food. You're not going to have a positive relationship with food. And so how do you realistically lose 30 pounds? Well, the, the, the frustrating truth that you all need to hear, the frustrating truth that you need to hear right now is that healthy, sustained weight loss, healthy, sustainable weight loss is around half a pound to a pound a week, a week, half a pound to a pound a week. So if you have 30 pounds to lose, you could realistically be looking at 30 weeks. And where does 30 weeks put us on the calendar from January? 30 weeks puts us about like three, two quarters. It puts us like over the summer, right? Um, it puts us past the summer. It puts us into into almost the fall, right? And so think about that. Let me see, 52 divided by two. Yeah, so it puts us like like around August time. 
And or June, July. Puts us around July, sorry. Um and so did you ever consider that? If you have thirty pounds to lose, have you stopped and thought like, oh, by July I could probably be around thirty pounds? Or or do you wake up today or tomorrow, step on a scale, see that you haven't really budged much, and you go, oh, screw this, my diet sucks, this program sucks, I'm never going to lose weight, it's never going to happen, et cetera, et cetera. Obviously, everybody wants fast results, right? That totally makes sense. I want results, you want results, and we want them sooner than they come. I get that, I get that, I get that. However, you have to be realistic with yourself. To lose 30 pounds, it's gonna take 30 weeks. To lose 20 pounds, it's gonna take 20 weeks. To lose 50 pounds, it's gonna take almost a year. It's gonna take 50 weeks for it to be healthy and sustainable. Now, that doesn't mean You're not going to have spikes and and you're not going to have like huge dips here and there for random things. Like when you first start an exercise program, you might lose a lot of weight at first, right? Because it's something new, your body's detoxing, your body's just, you know, it's, it's like a little bit in shock, you might be in a little bit of a calorie deficit, and it's just like, whoa. And within the first week or two, you ten, the first 10 pounds will probably easily come off, right? But then after that, it's going to become slow and arduous, and, and, and that's when the real work comes in. When you step on the scale day after day and you're, you're, you're not even moving, or maybe you actually go up a pound a day and then you go down a pound the next day and then you go up two pounds the next day and then you go down two pounds the next day. It could be really frustrating. And and if you're the type who gives up at the first sign of sort of like it getting hard, you're going to have a difficult time actually losing the weight that you want to lose. So are you setting the wrong expectations? Are you setting the right expectations that if you have a, a 30 pounds to lose, that you're being realistic about the timeline, that that should take around 30 minutes or so, okay? The other thing that I want to say is, you know, when you start an exercise routine, you have to ask yourself, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? Why is this important to me? Um, you know, because the the thing is, you when 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 it gets difficult you're going to need to remember why you're doing this when it gets difficult you're going to need to remember why you're doing this is it because you want to just look good is it because you think people with abs are happier is it because you know you feel insecure and for whatever reason i don't i don't care whatever the reason is i'm not saying that one reason is better than the other but what i'm saying is it, when it becomes a little bit difficult you're going to need to have a strong why is it because you you had a health scare at the doctor and or is it because you know diabetes runs in your family or or heart disease runs in your family or your father you know passed away god forbid uh from from like a, a chronic illness that could have been avoided through diet and exercise right or a heart disease that could have been avoided with diet and exercise and so or you want to create a legacy of health and fitness for your children. You don't want your children to be overweight. You don't want them to struggle with the same things you struggled with as a kid growing up with weight issues in high school, right? And that feeling of insecurity, not being able to take off your shirt, and you know, just that ah, oh, that feeling. You know the feeling. I know the feeling. And you just don't want that for your kids. Well, when you when you get really clear on your why it could become a little bit easier to to follow through with your diet. When you're doing a sprint and it hurts, when you're doing another burpee and it sucks, and remind yourself, I don't want my kids to, you know, I don't want my kids to experience what I experienced, or I want to create a legacy of health and fitness from, from my family, right? Um, I want my kids to live a happy and fulfilled life, you know, a healthy, happy, fulfilled life, whatever it is. 
And that brings us to your daily habits. And are your daily habits matching your expectations? And I talked about this recently on social media about the 66% rule. And the 66% rule isn't a happy thing, a fun thing. It's are you doing whatever you want to do on the weekends, right? You say you're on a diet, you say you want to be healthy and fit, but then Friday night comes, you eat pizza, Saturday morning comes, you eat a bowl of cereal, then you go to brunch, and then you order out, and then Saturday night you go out and for dinner with the family to, you know, who knows where, and then Sunday you kind of rinse and repeat, right? And maybe you have a big family meal or a big family dinner or something like that. And you think, hey, look, I, I'm exercising, I work out, I, I can, you know, I can totally, you know, do this. It's okay. I'll just burn it off tomorrow. I'll just run it off at my next exercise, whatever this and that. But really, when you add up Saturday and Sunday over the course of the year, that becomes 104 days out of the year. And uh, 365 days divided by 104 is roughly 3.5. So in other words, your uh, the weekends make up almost one-third of the year. They make up just a little less than one-third of the year. So if every weekend you kind of just like throw caution to the wind and you're pretty good throughout the week, right? You Maybe Monday through Friday, you bring your own lunch to work, you eat breakfast at home, you eat dinner as a family, but then Saturday and Sunday you're drinking, you're eating out, you're just doing whatever you want to do, you're not tracking your calories or your your, your, your portions or your, your macros, whatever it is that you're doing, you're not inputting them into your 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 app, right, your MyFitnessPal or whatever you're using, then you're literally only going to be able to get 66% of the results because you're only putting in 66% of the effort. And so are you setting the wrong expectations when suddenly the weight isn't moving as fast as you wanted it to, but you're also really not doing anything to help it, right? So like, you're like, man, this diet really sucks. I thought I'd be, you know, 170 pounds by now. But it's like, yeah, but you're also doing, you're, you're only doing 66% of the result uh, of the work, right? You're not exercising as often as you said you would. You're not watching your diet as often as you said you would, right? You're not doing the things that you need to do in order to actually get the hit the goals that you want. You're essentially scoring a C minus on your progress, 66% of the time. So this is what I want you to be thinking about when you're thinking about expectations. Are you setting the wrong expectations for yourself? Do you think that when you started this health and fitness journey that you'd be 20 pounds lighter by February 1st? Do you think that you can still do whatever you want on the weekends because you exercise daily? Do you think that, um, you know, when it gets a little bit challenging, that, you know, do you have a strong why as to why you're doing this? And finally, the last thing I'll say is about, and I've talked about this a long time ago, is what do you want for your health and fitness? Do you Is it that you just want to look good in a t-shirt or is it that you want to be able to take off your, your shirt with confidence at the beach? And again, there's no right or wrong answer there. You might be like, look, I don't really go to the beach. I don't really care about people. Nobody ever sees me without my shirt on. I just want to look good with a t-shirt on, right? I just want to look good and comfortable in a size medium for once or in a size large for once. I want my shoulders to look 
broad and my belly to sort of be tucked away. And I don't mind if I have like a little, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm in my thirties, I'm in my forties. I don't mind if I have a little bit of a belly, but I just want to look like a pretty healthy and fit guy when I, you know, put on my shirt, tuck it into my pants, right? I want it there to it look, it look pretty nice. And so that's totally okay if, if, if you don't want abs. You know, I go through those seasons too. I go through, hey, I just need to look good in a t-shirt for, for the next couple of months. And maybe in the summertime, I can try to get a little bit more, I want to look good without my shirt. But really, like especially like this year with COVID and everything, there was no beach, there was no pools or anything like that. I was home. So I didn't really care. Um, and so it just wasn't my thing. And so ask yourself, what are your real goals? Do you want to like look good naked? Do you want to look good in a t-shirt? And again, there's no right or wrong answer there either. But again, think about that as you're setting your expectations, as you're setting your weight goals, as you're setting how long it's going to take you to actually achieve your goal. All right. All right. With that, I hope you found these tips helpful. If you have, please go ahead and leave this episode a five-star review on iTunes. It's super helpful to me when you do. And your reviews help other guys like you find this amazing resource that we're all building together, this amazing community that we're all building together of, of elite fathers who are trying to create a legacy of health and fitness. Because if you're anything like me, when you're about to buy a new product or you open a, start a new podcast or something, the first thing I do is read the reviews. I'm always curious, what do other people think about this? And there are a lot of crappy reviews, guess what? I don't buy, right? Or if there are a lot of compelling reviews, I click play right away. So when you have when you leave reviews, it helps other people like you find this amazing resource and our amazing community and and then we help change even more lives. All right? So with that, thank you guys so much. You are incredible. Keep forging elite fathers until next week. Let's go. Let's go.